What's up, everyone, and thank you for joining me. I am your host, Tyler Dreyer, and this is episode number 26 of From the Depths podcast. I have a very special guest with me today, the one who chose the movie that we will be talking about tonight, my best friend, my wife, Maggie. Uh, That's sweet of you to say. Isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So a little bit of history between us really quick for those that care is when we first met, she slid into my DMs, right? You will never let me live that down. <laughs> I won't. I won't. Uh, but no, when I first met her, well, first got to actually know her. She was a sorority girl, and I thought she was going to be, you know, that typical the typical sorority girl you see dying in horror movies. Uh, then she came to visit me at work one day, and we just started talking about horror movies. And I was like, yep, she's a weird one. I am. Sorority girl with a dark side. What kind of dark side? I don't want to know. You already do. That's, that's true. <laughs> um, so what's... Uh, this, these are some films that she really likes, but she considers herself more of a supernatural horror fan, but for some reason she seems tied or dr- drawn to uh, Rob Zombie's films. And uh, The House of a Thousand Corpses is the movie we'll be talking about today. So what's one uh, thing that really draws you to this instead of like your normal jump scare movies that you like? Well, I was first introduced to this movie in high school and it really changed my perspective of horror films and the fact that you get to see it from the killer's perspective and I just like the mind games and the chaos of it all. And that it's not like 10 scenes of a girl running and tripping over nothing just to be killed a second later. And uh, we'll definitely be talking a little bit about their their mind games and how it's from the Firefly family's perspective. Um, so what are the what were some of your favorite parts of this movie? Oh, gosh. So uh, well, I guess for people that don't know, sorry not to cut you off, um, we should give them like the, the plot of the movie, right? So essentially it's uh, two couples are traveling across... Uh, the backwoods of Texas, searching for searching for research for their book for off-road attractions, and uh, that's when they end up meeting um, Captain Spaulding at his little place. Yes, that's when <laughs> it really opens up, and it's a museum of monsters and madmen where you can also get fried chicken and gas. So I don't know what more you can want out of a business. Uh, you know, that one, one thing you said after their murder ride scene that I would be like, uh, Jerry just running out yelling, Dr. Satan. You would. That would absolutely be you. Dr. Satan! <laughs> and, uh, this was actually the directorial debut of Rob Zombie. Um, I know I listened to his music, uh, growing up. It's one of the first, uh, I guess metal type bands I got into in my elementary school years. Uh, is he someone you listened to growing up? I started listening to his music after I saw this movie. Yeah, and this movie is what, 15 years old now or something like that? If not 20, yeah, it's 15? Yeah, it's, it's getting there. And uh, one thing I wanted, one reason why I wanted to get you on is we have very different views on all three of these movies. So House of a Thousand Corpses is personally my favorite out of the three, where when we first met, uh, The Devil's Rejects was yours, but after we saw Three from Hell, you are kind of leaning to that one. Yes, I do. I think I kind of like that one a little bit better. Which I can't wait till we get to that episode, because that is going to be a doozy of... uh, Agree but disagree. 
Well, I think you know who wins most of the arguments between us. So. It's me. It's me. Um, so a couple of things that I like. One reason why I do love this film is just how it's shot. Uh, you know, Rob Zombie actually hates hates this film. He thinks it's a, a discombobulated mess, which in, you know, at some points it is. Um, there's a lot of inconsistencies throughout the throughout the trilogy um, that I've. I guess really noticed too after after this watch because I try to watch this this one at least once a year. Um, but some of my favorite things uh, I really loved the intro for Doctor Wolfenstein. That's something I wish we got a little bit more though. Whether it was like a interlude or um, even like an outro, and then we get our first introduction for Captain Spaulding and like a commercial. And this film was shot in the '70s, and uh, I'm probably gonna be hitting you with a lot of like trivia facts that you may or may not know of um but the reason it was set in the 70s is because that's when when zombie found his love for horror um and i thought that was a cool little nod to his childhood that is definitely um and the one of my favorite shots in the entire in the entire film is when you first get to see spaulding's uh gas station and horror ride with the bright neon lights and the uh the dirty chef statue and how it just kind of pans out when you get um, a good view of the building. Yeah, I like the inside with all the cool stuff. Yeah, you don't <laughs> see that. I mean, I know it's 2020, but like, you don't see shit like that anymore. You At know? least not like in the city. Yeah, you really don't. So I have a I have a lot more things that I do like about the film, but what are some uh, what are some of your favorite parts? Uh, well, I love. Like we said, the museum in the beginning, that's super cool, and I wish they had stuff like that around here, or just in general. We'll have to go find some. Um, Road trip. Yep. Um, I, I I like how how it's almost like every different corner of the movie turns, there's something more like fucked up going on. Like what? Like every room is just a different kill room, and then they have oh, like this you're talking shit. about at the, at the house. Yeah. Okay. At the house. And, yeah, just all that. And then when we were watching it um, the other day, one of my other favorite things now is they have this huge mural of Creature from the Black Lagoon, which I feel like I only know from you because we have it hanging in our living room, and that's why I identified it so quickly. But I True. thought that was, like, pretty cool and a pretty cool uh, shout-out to that. Yeah, that was my uh, first time, actually... Uh, ever no ever well you I didn't notice it you had to go and tell me that. Um, what else did you like about it? Uh, there's so many notable quotes from that movie too, and really the trilogy in general. But this movie, I mean, just where you know more towards the end, Otis is like the boogeyman is real, and you found him. And then they go into like the who's your daddy scene. And they're just, they're all saying, who's your daddy? As he's wearing the girl's father's face. Yeah, over. With, with that, I feel like we should say there'll be some spoilers uh, in this episode. Oh. Um, and, uh, you know, it's been, like I said, it's been, my new rule is if it's been out for longer than two years, uh, you've had your chance. Um, and even though I might bite myself in the ass for saying that, because um, I'm sure some movies will get spoiled for me, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, one of my, I think, you know, cause I was, fuck, 5th, 13, 14 when this came out, I want to say, um, I'm old now, 
And uh, that's fine. One of the uh, one of the scenes that stood out the most for me, um, and we're kind of we're kind of going to be jumping like back and forth with a lot of different stuff. Um, well, this episode might be as discombobulated as the movie is, um, which is fine. But uh, the the fish boy scene. Yep, that's um, another favorite. Is one thing that always like sticks in my mind, and you know we. It's not really as popular as it is any it was back in the day, but the where we from there's a Lucas County Fair, and uh, it's like this old essentially Hickville of a fair, and you know they they had a freak show, and every year because my grandma would take me, I'd beg my grandma to let me in there, and I would see like you know those two legged two-legged pigs in, like, the fucking jars, which kind of started my obsession with that. I didn't know now you know. that. Yeah. Yeah, it was very cool. Um, and another... What an intense intro, like, intro scene, though, at the gas station, too. Where they get murdered? Yeah. 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 That is pretty intense. That's a sure way to start a movie off. And that's when we kind of get, like, you know, Captain Spaulding isn't anyone to fuck with. He isn't. S- Sid, Sid Hag's performance, though, and... I, I don't know, I don't know whose performance is better through through all of these. Whether it's you know Bill Bill Mosley as uh, Otis, Cherry Zombie as Baby, or Sid Hag as Captain Spaulding. I feel like since he's a clown, he's more marketable. I guess. Yeah, he had another notable quote there where he shoots the guy um, right before he's like, and most of all, fuck you. Yeah, I, I we need to go back and watch to see how many like. F-bombs are dropped. Too many to count. Too many? We'll take a shot each time. All right. (laughs) (laughs) So for you, what do you think the most, uh, the most fucked up part? Like, because this movie had a NC-17 rating before, I guess they lost some footage or they just had to cut some stuff out to make it R. Um, and what we know from his, like, stage performances and just his music career, Rob Zombie does have a pretty fucked up mind. So what we saw, what do you think was the most like, I don't know, heart wrenching thing for you? Because there, this isn't a political show, you know that. But like, I feel there men and women have very different views on horror movies, especially different scenes and everything. Sure, yeah. I mean, I feel like, I mean, probably one of the most fucked up ones would be where he's wearing the dad's face on his own. But then also there's some very discreet scenes too, like when they come downstairs to eat dinner and he's got a baby in a jar. Yeah, and, it, and that's very discreet. Yeah, and that's another thing. Um, we, I mean, we haven't really talked about uh, Lady Firefly. Um, I think that's her name. I'm blanking now. Baby's mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and how she's like this necro, not necrophiliac. Uh, Wow, what's the word when you really want to have sex all the time? Nymphomaniac. Yes. I cannot think of <laughs> words. Um, which, you know, is another interesting thing because it seems like all the siblings in there are not related. So she got around. Is it? I guess I never paid attention to that yeah, part. Yeah, Otis, Otis was adopted. Um, we So Tiny, they had Tiny with Earl, who was that mask mutant... Uh, for Dr. Satan. Okay. And then uh, we find out Devil's Rejects that Baby's, Captain Spaulding is Baby's dad. Baby dad, yeah. I guess that's how they do it out there. Oh man. A lot of, uh, no inbreeding though. That's the one thing I'll say 
um, for being in 1977 and in Texas, there wasn't a whole lot of uh, racial stuff. That's good. No, it is good. Yeah, <laughs> especially in that time period. Yeah. So there's one scene uh, in the film that is honestly i've watched a lot of movies you know this um i've i've come up late at night and been like wow that movie was an anxiety filled ride but i don't think any movie has given me has had me more on the edge of my seat and more of like a anxiety anxiety ride but one scene in here where uh walter goggins character as a deputy um it pans out and it's tw- I counted, and I could have been a few seconds off, but 22 seconds before Otis pulls the trigger and kills him. Yeah, that was, like, intense. Like, I remember seeing that in part in theaters and just, like, almost leaning my my mouth almost in the person's ear in front of me, like, what's going on? Yeah, you're, like, holding your breath the whole time, like, when's it going to happen? Right. Is it going to happen? Yep. But that's probably, again, probably one of my favorite. That and the fish boy is probably one of my favorite scenes. So now that we've talked about our likes, what are some things you don't like about this movie? Um, and I think it's a no, uh, no fault of uh, Rob Zombie's Zones. This was like his first thing, but there's a lot of inconsistencies. Um, you know, what we didn't talk about is like the the couple who are we are witnessing being tortured and everything. Um, you know, they... They come across the Firefly family because they're trying to find a local legend for Dr. Satan and how he was like, you know, hung and tied to a tree. When they went back there the next morning, the body wasn't there. Um, as we come to find out that, you know, near the end of the movie that he's underground in this cave or cavern uh, in this almost mutated state, but not. Um, so I, I and I don't think they explained it in the movie um god damn i've seen this probably over 30 times so i hope i would rec- realize by now but how did he get under there um you know is it a firefly family like legacy where they take care of him um and you know and you know it, it, you brought this up uh, earlier is like do does this happen every halloween because this does place take on how on halloween eve and halloween right yeah and like you said before, the movie is kind of all over the place. And yeah, they don't really touch on, you know, they're making these ritual sacrifices at the end. And they, you know, they touch on Dr. Satan. But then in the rest of the movies, I don't think they mention Dr. Satan at all. And they also yep. don't make any other like ritual sacrifices like that either. Yeah. the other ones. And that's like, and I think that's one reason why I think this one is my favorite out of the three um because i feel it's more horror based than i i say action very loosely um but i guess horror in itself is a drama of a different of a different type but it's i feel like the devil's rejects and three from hell is more like a drama drama thriller um type of film yeah yeah i would agree um and that's another thing too. Like they don't they don't talk about Satan anymore, Doctor Satan, any type of ritualistic um, thing, or with black magic. They just essentially run from the law and kill people. But that's like for later episodes. Yeah, for sure. So one of my questions was, you know, in 
the beginning, they fix that the car and then they let them leave and they're driving out in the rain and then all of a sudden like they capture them again. So why did they do that when they were already in the house? I mean, it's like any psychotic person. It's a it's a psychological thing. It's a game of cat and mouse. Where you think you're safe, and then you know, next minute you're not, and it's kind of game over. Because nobody, nobody survives in this movie, um, you know. And that's, and that's the one thing I I think too is like, they they, which is cool. They focus more on the Firefly family, um, but like there's some I don't know. There's different times I watch this movie. I feel sympathy for the, for the ones getting murdered, but then I don't. Yeah. I would agree. You're kind of like rooting on the killers for sure. But do you think like they would have all gotten killed had they not been more or had they been so persistent back at the gas station? No, I think. And that's like, you know, uh, uh, you, you buy the, You play the game. You win. You play stupid games. You win stupid prizes like. You know, how many times did Captain Spaulding tell them, no, just, like, you don't worry about it, just go. But, you know, it's hard to say, like, because they did pick up Baby that was hitchhiking, so she could have been there regardless. Right, or Captain Spaulding could have called them. But they didn't have a phone. Well, that's what they say. Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) But do you think that they would have gotten killed had... um, she not pushed baby off of his lap i think yeah i think from the moment they got the moment they stopped that car it was game over like it was done their last rights were given (laughs) (laughs) so do you think that if you were born into this family that you could do this yeah you think so you think you could be a well that's i mean that's not to say anything about me personally right now but it's how can i how can i word it is it's something that's taught and if some if it's something you constantly do that's all you know yeah unless i'm that i'm the black sheep from the black sheep family that realizes what they're doing is wrong. Right. But And they never say either, like, you know, what they get from doing these ritual ritualistic sacrifices. Like, are they protected from Dr. Satan? Like, you know, it, it doesn't... There's a lot of loose ends that aren't answered. Um, you know, even, like... Even though how flawed this movie is, it's still my favorite out of the three. Um, I just... I wish there was an extended director's cut that was at NC-17. Because um, even even the parts that are more fucked up could give you more of a story. Yeah. I, do, I wish they would have went into more of the scenes and then, yeah, tied up some loose ends. Because it leaves you wondering, you know, like, what what is this? And, you know, why was, you know, certain yeah. things this way? Well, even if we got, like, a prequel, I mean, I know, like... Oh, a prequel would like, be great. Yeah, like even if they got like, Three from Hell came out what ten years after the Devil's Rejects, which I have my own issues with. Um, but like, and I wouldn't say I wouldn't want it now. But if there was a prequel leading up to tonight, like, okay, there were five the five cheer, five six cheerleaders that were kidnapped. Like, okay, is that part of the sacrifice? Like, you need X amount of 
X amount of bodies leading up to that. Um, because when I think it's Denise that's lowered into the cavern, mm-hmm. like she meets two, well, one normal looking person who just looks out of his mind and then like attacked by like this humanoid type creature. Right. Like what are all these ghouls doing down there? And like, are they, are they dead, but alive? Like, are they zombies? Yeah. Like, are they Dr. Sane's experiments that went right? And then, I mean, the, there was that awesome hallway lined with skeletons. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, there was an, also an entryway that kind of reminded me kind of of like the catacombs in Paris mm-hmm. with the skulls and the, uh, and the walls. Um, yeah, there's, there's some things that like, you know, I, and one thing that like is very cool is at the very end credits, um, when it says the end, there's a question mark. So it, it he did leave it open to whether or not there was going to be a sequel. Um, because I don't know from the get go if there was, uh, one in the works or even talked about or not. Cause this movie took three years to get out when it was, after it was filmed because nobody wanted it because of how fucked up it was. It is so fucked up. Another cool thing that if it's true, um, I think it's really fucking cool, is that the the scenes where Otis and Baby are kind of ranting and going on their little spiels um, is kind of a nod to the uh, Charles Manson family. Um, some of their home videotapes, they used to do like this stuff to their victims or some type. So I, I just thought that was something cool. Do they have that out for like public... I don't know. I'm sure if I go on the dark web, I can figure it out. Oh, well, never mind. But we'll kind of start winding down this episode. Um, I think we've talked all we really need to talk about. Before Uh, we wind down, I think we should both do our best impression of a baby laugh. Oh, God. You win. You go first. (laughs) (laughs) You win. Okay. (laughs) All right, guys, thank you so much for joining me uh, with my very special guest. Uh, Hopefully you enjoyed this as much as I did having her on. She'll be on the next couple of episodes. And, uh, you know, I felt like since I'm doing three Rob Zombie films, um, and there's four weeks in August, um, I'll keep that theme. And uh, I got to figure out whether or not I want to do 31 or Lords of Salem. Um, I'm not going to do the Rob Zombie Halloween. I'm going to keep that for for something else. Um, but I'm, I'm going to do those in the future because people love them and people hate them. You'll have to wait and see which one I am. Guys, we will see you on the other side. See you later. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Satan! <laughs> All right, guys. Really quick before I forget, if you pre-ordered a shirt, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Um, by the time this is up, I think I'll have it up Saturday. Um, it'll be about two weeks till I get the shirts back. Uh, I cannot wait to get those out to you. And please follow me on Instagram at From the Depths Pod, Twitter at Depths Pod O H, and I'm on Facebook somewhere. If you have iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast, please go rate and review. Give me a five star rating, a four star rating, or whatever you feel like this show deserves.